0: Alright y'all, welcome to another episode of Bros 3 Podcast This is gonna be down and dirty Cause uh I don't know man Anyway uh, How y'all doing fam? I How y'all doing? I hope everything's good The last two weeks have been really freaking weird Like an emotional rollercoaster And Okay, let's start. Okay. Um you know, a lot of people have a hard time December 25th, up in that Christmas season, Thanksgiving season, what have you. I got a group of friends who don't do so well. No, that's not true. They hyper-aware. They're hyper... It's one thing if something's wrong with you and you don't know what's wrong with you. It's another thing if you know you're a flawed, fragile human, but you have these defense mechanisms. And I have about four or five people and i call them my suicide squad it's dark humor i don't think they're gonna kill themselves but they do say people who are smart have a hard time being happy It seem like they see too much you dig what i'm saying anyway i check on these people they are my people they are my fans and in some odd way you know uh, we all help each other get through these seasons, right? So, I didn't realize that I was kind of spiraling either. I mean, I thought I was cool, checking on everybody. So, December 25th, Christmas. I think instead of seeing my daughter. I just sat in the house and barricaded myself away from the world. But... I'm also, the hood knows me as Dog Man. I have a black dog. I dress mostly in black. I'm tall. It's not a very creative nickname, but it's a nickname that, you know, the hood calls me. So, I decided to take Ebony for a walk. So, I'm walking. and I pass by the old folks' high-rise, I guess. I see a, you know, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. I see... A guy, look, he's talking to a pile of clothes on the ground. So I'm like, okay, well, let me go check it out. So I go walk over there. I we'll come to find out one of the older winos, is walking with his buddy, and his buddy had a seizure. So there's a guy sitting on a, on a bicycle on a flip phone calling them people. People is what we call ambulans. EMTs, firefighters, anybody in the hood, them, that's them people. I'm a correction officer in the hood, I'm them people. It's just what it is. So when you have a seizure, if you have an active seizure, you kind of roll them over on their side, you keep calling their name, you kind of rub their back or something, trying to get some stimulation to, to get some kind of response from this person. So his friend was kind of freaking out. I got Ebony on one, in one hand. i um, talking to this guy asking him questions he starts coming out of it right he was saying like don't call them people don't call them people but the dude on the flip phone was like yo they already en route okay fair enough and the crazy thing is once the ambulance pulled up and I said ambulance for the smart people instead of ambulance like I normally do once the ambulance pulled up some young kid jumps out couldn't have been no older than 20 22 white kid he jumps out and maybe he was upset he was working on Christmas. Maybe he was just tired of running around poor-ass Gary. I don't know. But he came out, he jumped out the little ambulance. The other guy was driving, didn't even stop, uh, didn't even get out. And they were, like, just talking real kind of, I don't know, dismissive. And he like, yo, you take medication? He said, Yeah, I take medication. The dude's still on the ground. He's like, Why aren't you taking medication? You know, obviously, the man said, I can't afford it. You know, never even bent down once. I'm still like bent down looking. I said, You do realize this man just had a seizure, right? And I realized at that moment, he didn't see me as dog guy. He didn't see me as, oh, maybe just another concerned citizen. He saw me surrounded by winos and thought, Oh, okay, he's just another wino. So anyway, I'm like, you see this man just come out of a seizure, right? He dismissed me. So then he was like, where do you stay? And the guy said something, address down the street. And instead of pulling out the little gurney like they would normally do, or in better, better ep- uh, more wealthy neighborhoods, or even giving, like, a two craps, he literally grabbed this man by one arm. And his his old buddy helped him on the other side. They just put him in the back of the ambulance, just drove him to his house. And I don't know. uh, The Bible says, "What you do to the least of us, you do to me." You know. And it's just like I, my job is to be. I'm a public servant. Every day I go to work, I strap on a a weapon on my hip. I put a, a metal plate. Against my chest, and I go out there, and you know I'm willing to lay my life down the line if I see somebody. Even if I'm not in a jail setting, if I see somebody on the side of the road needs help, I'm gonna stop and help. That's just it. Just it kind of it kind of messed with me. Like this is the Christmas season, right? It's season of giving, season of being open and loving to your fellow man. But that wasn't quite the case. So anyway, I go home. I grabbed my rake. And I grabbed my rake. I've been meaning to rake these leaves since the leaves started falling. But, I, you know, what's the point? I didn't know. Brother number two told me, you have to rake up the leaves. I said, for what? He was like, why? Well, I have an electric leaf blower. But if you don't, good man, then the, the, the dead leaves will kill the, 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 the underbush or something. I don't know. So I'm like, you know what, skip it. I'm going to do something. I grabbed the rake. I start raking. Snap the rake. Okay, cool. Well, guess what? I'm not gonna be deterred. So, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how I can a guy a I out the situation. Got roll of duct tape. I got like just. I tried to duct tape it. Didn't work. You know what? Mm-mm. Most people would have been like, "Oh, that's good enough." Nah, I'll be no, no, no. Grabbed me a metal pipe. Use the metal pipe as a brace. Wrap the whole thing in duct tape. So now I'm, I'm I'm raking, but I got nowhere to put the I got nowhere to put the foliage. I said foliage, not foliage. Because I'm smart like that I got no way to put the foliage I can't put it in the pile Because the compost pile apparently Brother number two told me It's not just some dead leaves Wet turning to mush You got to actually I guess turn around and stuff right? And I got no bags So there's an empty lot Right across the street So now I'm not only am I raking them I'm raking them across the street Busy street <laughs> Stopping so cars can go by and as I but see, as I'm halfway across the street, I see my little McGavock situation ain't holding. Like every with every swing, getting a little bit more slack. That pipe is going his own way. Duct tape is giving out, right? Prayed, got across the street. Snapped the snapped the wreck again, so I just left it on top of that. So you know, that's future Tony's problem. 2020, Tony's got to buy a new rig in the fall. So all this was going down, and um, then on twenty seventh, twenty seventh, um, I'm driving to work five thirty in the morning, and this is why I'm saying everybody wants to be represented. I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but this has got me thinking about representation. So on twenty seventh, I'm driving to work five thirty. I'm in I'm in Southern Indiana as I'm driving. A deer runs out in the middle of the road. Now, most people around here, in this area in which I work, uh, it would not be a stretch of imagination to say, most people here are white and they identify as Republican. I have a problem with just blindly putting your allegiance to something without, you know, I. that's, that's troubling to me. But it is what it is. So, as I'm driving down I 65, some deer with a Make America Great Again hat with a chewing tobacco on his mouth sat in the middle of the road. He said, You know, you know Trump 2020. And I was like, Whoa. And I swerved to miss the deer. Now, I actually did swerve to miss the deer and ended up going off the road. And I'm, I'm going through all this underbrush. My airbag deploys poof. And like, so now I'm like, okay, now I can't grab the steering with because the airbags in no way. Little tree branches are hitting the car and everything. I come to a stop. My light's on in the car. I didn't know when airbags go off, it like, it's like, it smells like, a, like gunpowder. Like it's smoky in the car. I open up the car, I stumble out, and the deer, he's like, go back to Africa and ran off and, you know, flipped the Marlboro Red at me. Kept it moving. And, um, so I'm stumbling outside the car. Uh, my hazard lights are going on. I'm, 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 I call 911. I say, hey, this Tony. And they're like, hey, what's up, Tony, because I work here. They were like, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I had a vehicle situation. I need some help. And the cool thing is, everyone was like, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. While well, I was waiting on the state troopers to come, two semi-cars or semi-trucks, they stopped to make sure I was okay because the only thing he saw was one headlight in the ditch and I said yeah I'm fine and you know I went to work um I went to work and uh everything was fine people showed a whole lot of concern but uh the whole represented thing um on the 28th or 29th one of those days um me, my nephew, and brother number two, along with my mom, and and um, a couple other people. We uh we went to go see Star Wars. Now I don't know about you, but I've never I haven't been in a lot of accidents. But you start counting your blessings after that. You're like, man, people stopped. I could have been dead in that ditch. I could have hit that deer and look at came one. like i was very grateful and we was in the christmas season so i was i was kind of having that what's that uh with the movie with jimmy stewart um jimmy stewart uh they ain't how the grinch stole christmas the one he was like oh i want to live i want to live um it's a wonderful life right you know how he was like hey i'm happy that i'm i'm alive I don't know how long that feeling of euphoria lasts, but you know, the movie stopped and he was happy. So anyway, we're going I'm I'm just I'm thankful. I'm going to see a new Star Wars movie. Star Wars is very prevalent in my family. I'm sitting here with 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 my friend and introducing Star Wars to another little person that never seen Star Wars before. So I'm talking to brother number two and I'm like, dude, man, like I feel like Jimmy Stewart in whatever movie that was I just said. And then, you know, he was like, well, why, why do you feel like James? So I say, man, you know, I'm here, I'm live, you know, I'm, I'm here. And he was like, and he looked at, you know, my nephew. And they kind of like looked at each other and kind of looked back at me. I said, what's the problem? He said, well, you know, that movie doesn't really, we're not really represented in that movie. I say, what, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean we're not represented? He said, well, well, there aren't any black people in that movie. I just, it's a wonderful life, but just, we're not representing. I say, okay, well, first and foremost, you're kind of missing the point. And my mom, you know, she's like, what do you mean you don't like, uh, I keep once to say a the Grinch What do you mean you don't like it's a wonderful life? Huh? Who don't like it's a wonderful life? I'm like, Mom, I got this, I got this. I say, so what you mean to tell me is you don't see, you know, the fact that the man's happy to be alive, he's thankful for what he got, like, he was like, no, no, I'm not saying it's not a good message, it's, but the the representation, I said, well, I mean, to be fair, you know, I think we kind of missing the point. But, I mean, because then I, then I got kind of offended, because it's like, you're taking away from my miracle here. I mean, it ain't about me, you know, It's the fact that something happened, and I'm thankful, and I'm here with y'all, and it's a it don't matter about the 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 actor necessarily. I mean, I get what he's saying, but I don't know. But then I started thinking about what do me and my brothers represent, you know? And because I like to think, I mean, it's it's free, it's cheap, it's easy. Sometimes we paint yourself in the corner, uh, but my brother number two. I mean, he. He carries himself a certain way. He has a quiet dignity about him. I'm not going to say elegant, but he's a peacemaker. I give him that. Um, He he thinks things should be decent and in order. And he does things quietly. He don't do things for for praise. I I respect that. Brother number three, the most optimistic, easily the most optimistic person I know. Positive. I mean, just, just... charismatic too I mean just yeah that's that's my guy oh, yeah. hey, you can do this you can do anything you put your mind to, and even like so then you know obviously you pointed point the mirror at you what do you stand for? what do I stand for and i i I want to say family and love, I mean that's corny, but it's true i mean i i i I wholeheartedly believe that, but the thing is I was thinking. Not putting all my brothers' beds out there. We all, in our fields, our chosen fields, we build, we we nurture. You know what I'm saying, brother number three. He's a marine, giving people guidance and giving them a path. And you might not like the path, but it's it's a path. It's giving people direction. You know, young people are lost. He, give giving them something. That's a good thing. Me. I work in a jail setting. You know, I could come in here and tell people, oh, well, you're gonna die early and you're gonna be in jail. No. You know, I treat them like people because at the end of the day, they're gonna be out in the public. And anything I do behind these bars, behind these walls, I'm gonna be faced with that with, with with that manifestation. So if I treat you like a terrible person and I'm in the bread out, you know, you might wanna you might wanna say something to me. I'd rather you come up to me and say thank you or hey or something. I'm doing good. Even if you're lying to me. I've had people do that. But I don't want to be the type of person that have to watch my back because I've made someone feel less. It's an important lesson, man. Really important. So anyway. Um, the representation thing. And Okay, now in a, in a locked facility like I work in, you got some people who are lost. But the interesting dynamic about that is you have a lot of, you know, well, in this neighborhood, there's a lot of white people. That's just where it is. There's predominantly white people in this jail. Now, the thing is, everyone wants to be represented. And we applaud black people when they represent themselves in a certain way. All black love, black power, everything else. Brown people, La Rasa, we do Pacific. Uh, Asian Americans. You know, it seems like they even, you know, people of different sexual orientations. But it seems like white people cannot be... They have to be quiet about being proud. You know. So, some some people choose not to be. And then they go a bad way about it. They become white supremacists. There's a lot of people in here with swastikas and tattoos on them like that. You know. Now... I'm always perplexed by that because, honestly, if you're wearing a swastika, that's an, that was an enemy of the United States. You can't be a patriot and a Nazi at the same time. Now, you can, if you want to, it's your world. You can believe the principles and things that the Nazis stood for as far as white purity and all that other type of stuff, racial, right? so that's fine. But when your love turns to hate to another group of people... That's not love. Like, when you're, if you're a Christian and you're telling people they're going to hell instead of telling them that you can, you know, be saved, that's, that's, uh, that's dangerous, I'll put it like that. I'm not going to say you're no Christian, but that's really dangerous. So, but the crazy thing is, me as being the only black person that works here, I've had very few racially charged situations. The crazy thing is... Some of the nicest people I've ever met have swastikas on their arms. I remember I came in here one day upset. Just upset. I mean, just about life. I've had people literally with swastikas on their face and SS thunderbolts on them. Yo, Tony, what's up, man? You look down. I'm like, man, you know, just... I'm having woman problems or something. I had one dude hit me. Not hit me, literally. He wrote me a poem. And sung the Golden Girls Thank You for Being a Friend. Now, I don't think you get the power of that. You know what I'm saying? So hold on. This is what about I want you to kind of get the get the whole get all of this. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Uh, but yeah, that's not something that you expect. And see, my thing is this. I respect somebody who has their beliefs on their body. They might not be the best beliefs, but you're not hiding. Like these gentlemen who put these Ku Klux Klan robes on, these people who, um, you know, they had the tiki torch. Uh, they, they that, that one little thing where they killed that woman, they ran her over. You know what I'm saying? These people had their faces and then blend in with society. You're literally a wolf among sheep's clothing. No, okay, so imagine hearing this from a Nazi. I, I'm sorry, not a Nazi. Well, yeah, yeah, Swastika, I guess he's a Nazi. Just. Thank you for being a to a black man. Down the back again. And he sung it terribly. And my man, he went the whole route. Boom, boom, boom. And if you threw a party in the ghetto and invited everyone you knew, would he show up? You would see the biggest gift would be from him. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. That was not something I expected that day. But I think about that often. And I still got the point, on. It was he poked fun at certain racial things, which is fine because that was our relationship, so yeah, and another thing, real quick, I'm just going to put this at the end. It's going to be a short episode, I think. I got some things going on just emotionally, so I started this podcast about three years ago, uh well, in March it'd be approximately three years ago, and I remember I was doing an interview. Like, two years ago. And, matter of fact, I was doing an interview with some of uh, brother number two's friends. Some some people who are smart. You know, they brought over a bottle of Gentleman Jack. That's when I was doing interviews, and it was like, oh, everybody bring over something for your messy uncle. That's kind of what I was kind of shooting for. Kind of like drinking and having a conversation. Realize I'm not good at drinking and having meaningful conversations. So, the drinking part kind of got cut out. But... I remember someone saying, "Well, he was." I had two guests, so they. I was interviewing one of them, and one had never heard my show before, and he was like, "Oh, well, you know, Tony's show is irreverent," and you know, I had that. I had that Jimmy Jack in me. I think it was Jimmy Jack. And I don't even drink dark, so it was double. It was double whammy. I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! What's, what's this? Irre- 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 irrever- irreverent? What's that? What's you, what you calling me? What's, what's what we doing here?" He was like, "Oh, that just means kind of like." Nah, just it's it's light, it's airy, you know. He didn't say it had no substance, but I had to look up the word once I saw it up. Reverent. I ain't gonna say it got no substance. But it was kinda like just a fun thing to do. I like that. I literally every episode, if you look it up like a hashtag it's irreverent. Just because I don't wanna talk about World War Three. We are literally always at the brink of war. We're always at the brink of having a bad day. I want to have something that you can listen to, make you feel good, hopefully, make you think, make me, make you laugh, that's what I'm shooting for. And one more thing, I'm going to say something to get off of here. You got to watch how you label yourself, all right? Now, a reverend, I got no problem with that. A reverend is absolutely fine. We all need some levity in our lives. But when I first started this journey three years ago, I was like, I, I'm going to be the messy uncle, I just, all oh, because I was, I was in a dark place, you know? And um, <laughs> it's funny when you hear your mom call you the messy uncle. Oh, hey, what's up, messy uncle? And you know, as you grow, you don't want to be that person no more. You don't want to. You don't want to, like like Kid Rock. I mean, dude's almost fifty, and we still call him Kid Rock. You know, he, I'm pretty sure he had a different name, like just. But you are what you label yourself as, and I don't have a problem with being the messy uncle. I don't. I don't. But I just we all we grow. You know, and leave yourself room for growth. If you got to rebrand yourself, rebrand yourself. If you got to change, change your life, you change your life. You, you, you. All right, so, yeah, this one might be a rambling mess. I just want y'all to know I love y'all. And um, y'all be good. Make sure you represent yourself in a way that um, makes your family happy, makes you, you know, gives you. you can look yourself in the mirror. That's the main thing. Oh, I guess I gotta do it back in my day, yeah. All right, back in my day, brought to you by Nostalgia, shining. na na Back in my day, I grew up in, you know, about 94, 95. I'm not gonna sit here and type it into Google, but one of those years, Gary and Dana was the murder cap of the world. Now, is that something to be proud of? No, but in our young brains, we kind of looked at it like, oh, well, we survivors. You know, it was crazy because you'd go to school with a kid and, uh, you know, he'd be there. And then over the weekend, he wouldn't be there. You know, what happened to Red? Red got shot in the face. They tried to the steal his uh, starter coat. And he was like, dang, that's why I'm glad I'm poor because I ain't got no starter coat. Something like that. We even had a little rhyme. We had a little shirts that said, G.I., scary, gary, murder, Cap" and ain't no joke. You know, that's just something stupid to brag about, yeah, but when you got nothing else to brag about, you, you, you cling on to what you can, you know, and, um, I remember, I was spending a night over with Cousin Jay's house once, uh, about fourteen, fifteen, and he had bunk beds, so, you know, wasn't no funny stuff going on, but it, he had bunk beds, and I was on top bunk, he was on the bottom bunk, guy finished playing Mortal Kombat, put the blood coat in, for the sake of Genesis, ripping each other's head off, good time. And I remember I was laying there and I, I I asked him, I said, Yo, man, how do you wanna die? I know that sounds like a threat. I was just I was just curious. I mean, death was around us a lot, so that's kind of just something I asked him. I said, Yo, how would you wanna die? And he said, Tony, I don't know, I never really thought about it. I said, Oh. He said, What about you? How would you wanna die? I said, Well, I think I'd like to get shot at with a Uzi. Like, he, you know I, I heard him get quiet so I'm like no I mean not like violent like I was thinking about New Jack City when that girl got shot up with the Uzi she said rockabye baby and then she pulled out the Uzi when well, she got shot up like eased the whole clip my young brain was thinking all oh, those bullets that quick that succession it couldn't hurt very long like if I had to go that would probably be the way I want to go explain this to Jay and Jay was like okay I said what about you man how do you want to go he said, "Well, I'd like to go in my sleep as an old man," and I remember laughing at him. I was like, "Like, we're young, we black, we live and get like that's not, that's not feasible. That's not, that's not a probability. You, you uh, that's that's a fairy tale. You don't get that." And um, you know, now being forty, I realized my my thinking was all messed up on that situation. So never too late to change I guess is what I'm saying alright fam this is a one shot I guess um, I'm going to listen to it I hope it makes halfway sense if not then I'll, I'll present you with something a little bit better um, I love y'all so much also uh, <laughs> my mom she tried to leave some words of encouragement uh, for the first episode of the new year and somehow messed around and kind of started her own podcast well actually like made a made some kind of like uh not an actual episode, but like she <laughs> – anyway, long story short, she's got some sweet words, words of encouragement. I'm going to put at the end of this. Um, brother number three, he left a message, but that's lost in translation somewhere. So anyway, I love y'all so much. Y'all be sweet to each other. Y'all check in on people. Just because they cross your mind, I mean, it's, they probably cross your mind for a reason. And the um, text can make somebody's whole day. It can make their whole week. So, just, you know, do that for you. <laughs> not-so-messy uncle. Love you. Be good. Happy New Year to everyone. This is Mother Glenn, the Mother of Brothers 3 podcast. Wishing everyone a wonderful, blessed 2020. I heard through the, the streets that that means double blessings. I want to say a special thank you for everyone that supports the Brothers 3 podcast and listening in. And please leave a message so that we can hear your viewpoints and your wonderful ideas. Love you. Can't wait to hear all the great episodes. Once again, Happy New Year 2020.